Welcome to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. I'm Jennifer Griffith. And I'm Natasha Gaines. As two busy women juggling high profile jobs, family, friends, bills, and everything else life throws our way, we know what it's like to feel stressed out and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. And from personal experience, we also know what it's like to pull ourselves out of that place by using the right skills and tools to get our lives into alignment. Absolutely, we're here to share those same tools with you so that you can also turn your desires into reality. If you're interested in learning more about money and abundance, how to create a better work-life balance, and how to pursue your passions without sacrificing your dreams, then we invite you to join us each week to gain powerful tools to help you succeed in business and life. When money meets soul, magic will happen. Hi, everyone. This is Natasha Gaines, and you're listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. And today I am joined by Dr. Lori Marvis who is a double board certified family and lifestyle medicine physician. (laughs) Dr. Marvis has been utilizing food as medicine since 2012, when she created a new medical model, combining the power of nutrient dense foods and intensive clinical psychology therapy to treat not only food addiction, but also chronic disease. She is the co-founder of Healthy Human Revelation and plant-based telehealth, rather, (laughs) and currently holds 48 medical licenses across the U.S. with the last few pending. She's also a U.S. Air Force veteran, a wife, a mother to three grown children, host of the Human, the Healthy Human, rather, Revolution podcast. She's an author, she's a speaker, an avid runner, and obviously busy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to the show, Lori. Thank you. And I finally got those last two in DC. So I'm oh, licensed in every state in the country. <laughs> DC. That's awesome. That's impressive. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. welcome to the show. Um, do you want to thank you? Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and how you how you got started? Sure. Um, well, I grew up in New Mexico, so love the Southwest, live in Colorado now. And you know, my sister was ill when she was little, and when she got better by having a surgery when I was 10, I thought, oh, that is really cool. I want to do that. And not necessarily the surgery part. Um <laughs> And went on to college and met my husband. Um, I stayed home for six years after graduating, knowing that I wanted to go back. So I had three kids. So I started medical school when they were five, three, and 10 months. Oh, wow. That was, yeah, (gasps) now they're they're 27, 25, and 23. One is actually a physician herself in Boston. Mm. And, you know, so those are are days that I don't quite remember everything that (laughs) happened, but they they did. (laughs) Um, But in that process, you know, I was always looking always health conscious. I was active duty air force. And so, you know, physical fitness was always an important part, but when you get to medical school, they teach you how to react to illness. They don't necessarily teach you how to take a healthy human and keep them healthy. And I didn't really understand that until about 10 years ago, I was in rifle Colorado where I, I know we talked a little bit about (laughs) your history in Colorado as well. And, um, I had a patient come in to me one day and says, you know, Dr. Marvis meat and dairy upset my stomach. I was like, okay, so stop eating me. (laughs) Come back and we'll see how you do. And what was interesting in 30 days, Mm -hmm. now remember, Rifle Colorado, what you would expect to see in a a name of a city called Rifle is what you're going to (laughs) find. There are steakhouses and, you know, hardworking people who own ranches and work in the oil fields, you know, you're not going to be able to find a vegan fare or plant-based meal anywhere. And not that I was even plant-based at that time. It was just literally she just mentioned meat and dairy upset her stomach. But anyway, she came back in 30 days and she brought her daughter who was 16 at the time with her to the appointment. She actually pulled her out of school to bring her to an appointment 
yeah. of her mother's. And <laughs> she goes, you tell Dr. Marvis what you did. I was like, ooh, someone got in trouble. <laughs> like to come to miss school and to your mother's appointment. This is not going to be good. And what ended up happening was she's like, well, I started doing this diet with my mom just to be supported. They had done cooking together. And she goes, but I felt so good. I stopped both my ADD meds, both her oh. attention disorder meds. And I was like, oh. <laughs> And her mom was like, yeah, why was she able to do that? And not that her mom was angry, but a tad bit frustrated because right. nobody had told her that before. I was like, I don't know, but that's the coolest thing I've ever heard. What were you guys eating? She goes, oh my God, Lori, Dr. Barbers, what I was eating is what you told me. No meat, no dairy, which okay. left fruits, veggies, beans, whole grains. And we went through what they had done. And I was like, whoa, the slow dimmer switch is slowly coming on. I'm a little slow sometimes. <laughs> and what ended up happening was... I Googled ADD plant-based diets. Yeah. There's a book called the China study that I actually went and read. It's 400 pages, mostly science. And I read it in two days. And I was like, my husband, it's funny. I'd be reading and he'd walk by, he'd go, oh, look, they're turning off cancer. We're feeding people plants. What is going on? <laughs> I'm like, someone did not tell me about this. And, um, I really started constructing in my head what this meant for me as a physician, but me as a mom, I had three teenagers at that time, my husband, my family, but more importantly, I was thinking, wow, what an amazing tool to have in my toolbox to help people get well. Because what I was reading was talking about reversal of inflammation, diabetes, mm -hmm. hypertension, heart disease, autoimmune disease. And mm -hmm. I was like, holy mackerel. <laughs> so I, I was like, okay, this is pretty awesome. So I was like, I need to test it on one more patient because I tend to be a little bit really want to make sure. And cause I knew it would mean life-changing for everything and everyone in my family, myself, my everything. Okay. And, and it has been. And so what happened was I had a lupus patient come in Okay. and lupus is an autoimmune disease. It can be terminal, um, very, very difficult disease to manage. It affects lots of different organs. And this patient was younger than me at that time. She was in her uh, probably right around 40 or so. Mm -hmm. And she had been diagnosed a couple of years earlier. She actually had 12 medications, 50 pounds overweight or so. She wow. was fatigued, migraines daily. And she's like, Dr. Marvis, I don't think I can keep walking or working. I, I, I'm in so much pain. I'm yeah. so tired. And my heart just leapt out to her. But I was like, even more than that, I was like, this is the one. Yeah. And so I said, all righty. I said, well, I don't have any more medications for you because she's already on high doses of steroids. She's already on low chemo type drugs that were suppressing her immune system. So it'd stop attacking herself. Mm -hmm. I was like, could you change what's on the end of your fork? And she, I said, you know, I didn't have a lot of information. I have about two weeks worth, by the way. And <laughs> like, would you be my guinea pig, so to speak, or my, you know, maybe my experience, she's like, I'll try anything to feel better. Okay. And so before she left, we measured her CRP, which is an inflammatory marker. Um, hers was three times high normal. So 300% higher than normal. Ooh. And when she came back two weeks later, her CRP had dropped to just outside normal, eight pounds lighter, and her migraines were gone. Five months later, she was 50 pounds lighter off of seven to 12 medications, including the methotrexate, which is a immune suppressant drug and the high doses of steroids. And what was incredible about that journey was this all she changed was what was on her plate. Right. So that was a Friday. I went home <laughs> that same day, 
walked in the door, put the purse down and said, we're going on a plant-based diet. (laughs) (laughs) And I have not eaten meat or dairy since. Um, Now my husband lost 70 pounds in three months. Oh, wow. I know. I don't, the thing is we start thinking about it. You know, we had been married. I don't know how long at that point, 18 years or something. And I was like, how did that happen? Cause we were, you were thin when we got, <laughs> he's like, I don't know, but now here I am again. I'm like, great. Thanks for coming back. And <laughs> the kids were 13, 15 and 18. My husband was like, Hey, you're still cooking. I'm like, yeah. He's like, whatever. Okay. And he could, you know, as long as it doesn't, he's long as someone puts food in front of me, eats it. The kids were very similar. You know, we had raised them to understand that I am not a short order cook. I am your mother. You will help cook. You will help clean. I yeah. was in the military. I was in the medical school. Like we, I was raised with very little. We lived at, grew up in a trailer house. Okay. My parents were teenagers when they had me. We oh, wow. ate a popper's diet anyway, because yeah. it was cheaper. It was yeah. beans and vegetables that you grew a lot of potatoes. Um, We didn't eat a lot of meat. We never bought processed box cereals because it was too expensive. I mean, I had oatmeal and grits and stuff growing up. (laughs) You know, we cooked every meal at home. I think I remember going out once with my parents when I was a kid. I mean, very, very seldom. And so that's, I was very blessed in that sense. I, I never had that in front of me. Whereas my husband had the opposite effect. He, you know, they were military. They grew up in the commissary. He goes, well, I need a big bag of Cheetos before we got home, you know? And so, yeah. <laughs> and so that was kind of that. But the kids, um, I gave them free reign when we went out. They could eat whatever they wanted. And, you know, they would order their chicken or whatever. But by the end of a year or so, they started ordering tofu and stuff. Now, my daughter went off to college. I got her on board over the course of a few more years. But the boys... Um, who are the 23 and 25 now, they're fully on plant-based, love it. Um, and my daughter as well now, she went through medical school. She's in her residency program, um, you know, touting the values of plant-based diet to anyone who will listen. Yep. And the, the most amazing thing about this was the practice of yep. lifestyle medicine or plant, you know, using plants, exercise, stress reduction, all these things that I get to share with patients. And over the course of 10 years, and I, I am the co-founder of plant-based telehealth. We launched this last year mm-hmm. in March, actually, okay. right when COVID was kind of raising its head, yes. which was a blessing for us in the sense because it's telemedicine, <clears throat> but it was just been such phenomenal and such a blessing to be a part of people's health transformations, right? So when I can tell someone, congratulations, you don't have type two diabetes, or guess what? We're stopping your hypertension meds, or guess what? You've lost a total of 300 pounds as one of my patients has, you know, wow. these are these, this is the norm. People feel great. They sleep better. Their joint discomfort goes away. Their digestive issues go away because we're eating the foods that nourish this human body. And it's so very important that people understand that. And I'll tell you, I'm in my fifties. I feel like I'm in my twenties. I keep forgetting. Oh yeah. I'm that old. <laughs> well, you look like you're in your 20s. Yeah, so I'm just sitting here going, I'll take it. So, you know, plants, plants have been good to me. Yeah. So, you know, and uh, it, it does help that I never had the bad habits. I never drank alcohol or smoked or anything. I was always active. But, yeah. you know, the value of understanding that my body moves the way I want it to at this age. Right. Um, and uh, many of my patients are not been as fortunate. And so I just really want to, to say, you know, even though you're 60 or 75 or even mm-hmm. 85, it's not too late to feel better. But no. if I can get you when you're a teenager or a young mom with kids and no. you implement these things and all these changes occur, 
Wow, what an incredible thing. Because now we're going to change the outcome of not only their life, but their kids, their grandkids. The ripple effects are profound. And it's just been such a blessing. Wow, that's incredible. And so how long ago was this when you came home? 10 years, just about 10 years, just about 10 years. Yep. Wow, wow. (laughs) So I have a lot of questions. (laughs) I'm excited. Let's go. (laughs) First, I mean, is there anything behind it besides just the fact that that fruits and vegetables are chock full of vitamins? I mean, is there really anything else? What what else is going on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, well, first of all, you're bringing in all these amazing nutrients, including fiber. We're walking around fiber deficient in the United States. So what does fiber do? So fiber starts making the gut a very happy place, meaning that you're going to have some amazing microbiome. Those are the little bacteria that live in the gut. They start. So remember, that's the first introduction besides your chewing, everything gets going in the gut and then it goes from there. So you're getting fiber, micronutrients, minerals, vitamins, all these lovely things Mm -hmm. outside of that. You're also removing certain things that can be harmful. You're removing certain things like cholesterol. Your body will make cholesterol. Your liver makes the cholesterol that you need to make hormones. Other animals do too. But if you don't consume the cholesterol, guess what? Your body doesn't have to figure out what to do with it. Your body's like, Oh, cholesterol, cholesterol free diet. Well, uh, my cholesterol is going to plummet 120 points in 30 days, which I see regularly. (laughs) And your joint pain goes away, right? Cause you're removing saturated fats. You're removing proteins that are very inflammatory. Um, you're opening up your heart arteries, right? So you're not laying down all that cholesterol, saturated fat, all the inflammation improves. When I see patients who have rheumatoid arthritis and are crippled and cannot do their job or open their hand or make a fist and within weeks are doing this, you know, moving my, if you're listening to your hands up and down, I mean, what an incredible thing. And people are just like, and when people feel this good, they're like, wait, is this what normal feels like? I'm like, yeah, welcome to the normal club. It feels pretty awesome. Doesn't it? Cause people, we don't understand what normal is. We grow up feeding our children, these processed foods, these horrible foods, they mm-hmm. wake up, they walk around tired. 20% of our kids are overweight or obese now, and mm-hmm. they never get the opportunity to understand what it's like to actually feel normal and feel well. Mm-hmm. And so that is also there. So, but it is just incredible transformation, but you're removing really seriously more inflammation. That's the big thing. Inflammation is kind of the root of a lot of chronic disease, mm-hmm. the saturated fats, the cholesterol. And then you're also removing a lot of times when you remove animal products, you're going to be removing yourself from processed foods. Although the vegan <laughs> to processed junk food is, is certainly there impossible burgers and right. all the, all those, those, the beyond meat those are fine transitional foods, but they are not healthy for you. I could eat all that and still be as unhealthy as someone who's eating a a regular standard American diet. So what we have to do is focus on the non, you know, the least processed foods available. And um, yeah. And that's kind of the the gist of it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So what about, what would you, what sort of transformation would you see in somebody that doesn't necessarily have any sort of, you know, actual disease or they're not overweight or anything like that, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm but yeah. how would they feel? I mean, I, and the reason I ask is years ago, I, um, I felt like I had kind of like a, this weird brain fog going on all the time. Mm. And so I just cleaned up my diet, you know, I quit eating processed foods. Um, you know, and, and I noticed a huge difference within a couple of days, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. And my brain just sort of cleared up and I haven't mm-hmm. had that since then. So is that the, the chemicals? What is that? 
that is the, well, yes, that's a big part of it. Um, if you can't, you know, if there's numbers and hyphens and in, in an ingredient list, just walk, just put it back. <laughs> just put it back. The chemists will earn their money another way if they go out of business. But, you know, so just remember that that's what's so important about eating this way is that you're feeding your body optimally, right? So what you're going to see someone who maybe doesn't exhibit you know, high blood pressure or they don't feel obese, but they're just, you know, kind of existing. Like you said, you're kind of get the brain right. fog. Maybe they're feeling fatigued, but maybe it's not so much fatigue. Like they feel like that they go take a nap, but right. you know, there's just a lack of luster. Like, like, it's just like, yeah. ugh, you're dull. Yeah. Right. So right. what happens is that you kind of get this jolt of energy because you start sleeping better. Right. Mm -hmm. Your okay. digestion improves. People go like, wait, is it normal to poop one or two times a day? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Like there is this thing called bowel habits. It's normal. That's not normal to go, you know, missing three days, four days. That is not right. healthy guys. Yeah. Got to get that stuff out. Um, you know, the other thing is, you know, as like, Oh, I, I felt swollen or the brain fog lifts, or, you know, suddenly I feel like I can really focus. Like I had one gentleman, <laughs> so funny. He had just started a new job and he had just switched over to plant based his diet and he was diabetic, but he just felt phenomenal. He's like, Dr. Marvis, I walked into my office one day and suddenly had this clarity. Like I couldn't believe. And there's like, he goes, there's this dry erase board on my wall in my work. And I just started coming up with ideas and coming up and solving things. And his boss walks in, he goes, what is this? And he's like <laughs> explaining it. And he goes, he gave me a, he gave me promotion right there. And I'm the head of the entire department now. And I've been there seven days. I'm like, wow, that is cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the, I love that story. And there are, there are so many more that I could, I could go on for hours. And, and funny, it's funny because you see commercials for drugs and they're like, you know, or you see some commercial for weight loss or whatever, like these results are not typical. I'm like, yo, <laughs> these results are typical here. I'm sorry. Every single person gets better. Maybe not complete reversal of the disease, mm -hmm. but certainly improves their life. And you just invite the fiber and it just does wonderful things. So where do baked goods fall into this? And I don't, I don't mean donuts. I mean, <laughs> I mean like, a, like a whole grain bread or something like that. Sure, absolutely. So I think it, it depends on who this is, right? So if I have someone who's a young mom, healthy with kids, you know, breads are probably, you know, you want to do probably sprouted grain breads. Those are, those are perfectly fine. Um, but if I have a diabetic or if I have a bit of a food addict who likes to eat, like, you know, like one patient wrote me, Dr. Marvis ate nine pieces of bread. Is that a problem? Like, well, yeah, <laughs> you know, so it really like depends. My father, he loves his bread. Exactly. It, there's, there are these little trigger points for people. So it really just depends on the context of who you are. But if you're my diabetic and it sends your blood sugars out of whack, until we get these things under control, it's best to avoid them. They are processed foods. They're not ideal, but they're certainly within reason. Mm. Um, but I just wouldn't want people to make a feast of, you know, white bread. <laughs> so it's a, it is a funny thing. But yeah, absolutely. Those are, are certainly welcome. I mean, I'll have bread on occasion. I use Ezekiel sp uh, sprouted grain bread. One yeah. Of yeah, yeah. That, um, there's one called uh, Killer Dave's that my niece wrote. Yeah, and that's a really fun story, too. Is it? What do you got? Tell oh, me. Yes. So Killer Dave, he was actually in prison for 20 oh. years. The guy that founded that. That's why it's called. Yeah. Oh, no way. I never even looked into the marketing behind yes. it. And actually, I am a marketer during the day. So I'm president. Dave's Killer Bread. You got to look it up. He's uh, oh. I used to call it Killer Dave, but it's actually Dave's Killer Bread. But check it out. But he was actually in prison for for 20 years. It was. We're killing somebody? Really? Yeah. I don't know if he 
Ken, did he kill someone? I just saw he was in prison for a long time. Wow. And now he actually brings on people who are getting out of prison to help yeah. make that delicious bread. Oh, that's awesome. Good on him. Yeah, very cool. So, <laughs> so now would you recommend if somebody wants to start this lifestyle, is it just a matter of, okay, that's it, throwing out everything and just going to town? Or is it something you need to ease into? I mean, how hard is it on your body to go from... So this is, that's a really good question because there's a couple of nuances to it, right? So if you're like me who grew up on beans, who continued to eat tons of beans growing up, I had no problem introducing even more fiber because I already had a ton of fiber in my life. <laughs> and so now for some people, this can be quite a challenge because they're going from processed foods, maybe a very animal laden, heavy product meals to introducing things like black beans and yeah. grains and fruits and veggies all the time. And they're just like, whoa, you know, so sometimes it gets like, I need to rebuild and reshuffle my population a little bit. And you might get a little bloated feel a little distended. So that's where you might want to back up the train a little bit, <laughs> do more <laughs> of your cooked foods, blended foods, pull okay. off the beans, maybe move into lentils. Um, and it just really depends, but you'll be surprised at how seriously people are coming in and what they're eating is, I mean, it's, it's so sad. I mean, who needs a terrorist when you got the American food system? Literally, we are doing a fine job of killing ourselves because <laughs> we just will happily eat anything that will take off 10 years from my life. Why not? And it's <laughs> yeah. really something else. But uh, for those people who are okay, you could also just start with just breakfast. Breakfast seems to be the easiest meal of the day. If you're doing intermittent fasting, which is fine too, you can do lunch, whatever is your first meal of the day. That yeah. seems to be the easiest. Dinner is a little harder because more of the families all together, people are out eating and yeah. maybe save that for later, you know, but, um, just gently easing into it, or you can go overnight. I just tend to be like, dude, I'm done. Let's be, just get it going. Get her done. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm just like, get it done and be done. And honestly, yeah. don't look back. Um, but that's just, that's just my personality. That's not the majority. So I would say most people do it over the course of a week or two. Mm -hmm. And then they start, you know, like I said, oatmeal is an easy in intro. Um, for breakfast, adding some berries on top, switch out your milks to like a soy milk or almond milk. Yep. And then just going from there, moving into the lunches and the food is incredible. Think mm -hmm. about it. You only, there's only so many animals you can eat. There's fowl. I'm serious. There's pig, your cow mm -hmm. and fish. Right. right. Um, so there there's meat and mm -hmm. You can only season it so much, so many ways. Mm -hmm. um, but then you look at the plants, there's beans and legumes and whole grains and vegetables and fruits and nuts and seeds. And honestly, there's thousands of edible plants and right. the combinations between spices and stuff, it's absolutely the most incredible thing. My palate had expanded thousand fold when I went to a plant-based diet wow. and it was just been such a blast since yeah. then. Hey everyone, did you ever wish you had a friend who was constantly supporting your dreams to make more money, pursue your passions, or live a more relaxed lifestyle? Well, here we are. Success, financial freedom, balance, whatever you want to create in your life, you can have it, and we're sharing the tools to help you get there. That's right, because sometimes all it takes to achieve your goals is a tribe of people cheering you on, and we're here to do just that for you. Yes, we are. When you join our tribe, every week you'll receive powerful tools to help you achieve financial freedom, create a better work-life balance, and pursue your dreams. For only $5.55 a month, you'll receive access to affirmations, mantras, guided meditations, EFT tapping sessions, articles, and tip sheets that all specifically focus on money and abundance, 
work-life balance, and passion and success. That's a whole lot of stuff. It is. If you visit inthelifeofzen.com to subscribe and join our tribe today. So how, how do probiotics, like if you take like a probiotic on a daily basis, does, how does yeah. that play into it? Like, will this kind of replace something like that? Or do you still need to do that? Or no, 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 not at all. So let's think about what a probiotic is. Probiotics are just introducing, you know, friendly gut bacteria. So the thing to understand though, is a lot of times when people take probiotics, the body's like, I'm not sure I'm going to let you into my club. Right. So if you think about it, the microbiome is very protective. It's very specific about who they let it to join. So you may take a probiotic and it just may pass right through. Mm -hmm. And the thing to understand, if I have someone where probiotics tend to be more beneficial, mm -hmm. someone who's finished taking a dose of antibiotics or okay. someone who has, um, in, you know, some type of inflammatory bowel disease like Crohn's, ulcerative colitis, maybe mm -hmm. some SIBO or irritable bowel, which mm -hmm. tends to be some a dis, where it's where it's the balance of the bad is out doing the good. Those mm -hmm. might be places, but if you're eating fiber, you're those little gut bacteria are like, oh, thank goodness, here it comes, my favorite food. That's where you're going to get the growth of those really healthy microbiota. Those little bacteria are going to be so tickled, and now they're then guess what they're going to do? They're going to make short chain fatty amino acids that actually short chain fatty acids that actually decrease your risk for colon cancer and rectal cancer. Mm -hmm. In the United States, the cohort, the 18 to 35 year olds are the ones who are actually at the greatest risk of colon cancer right now. Right. Um, the greater risk than their parents, their grandparents, or even great grandparents. And that's because they were now raised or even, you know, we were, as we were pregnant, we were actually having uh, eating unhealthy foods. Mm -hmm. They were born and raised into a home that's not eating healthy. So they're being set up for chronic disease 20, 30 years earlier than the generation before them. And that's what we're seeing with the colon cancer risk. Right. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Can we talk for a second about logistics? I was just thinking about this. Now I live in an area where it'd be super easy for me to do this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I am yes. in California. There's a vegan place around every corner. You know, I mean, the mm -hmm. farmer's market next door. Mm -hmm. What about if you are in, you know, some small town somewhere or something? Mm -hmm. What about, and then what about times when you are going to events and there's nothing mm -hmm. to do? I mean, how mm -hmm. do you? Oh like, yeah. yeah. You can take ways that you can plan ahead. I mean, I know you're mm -hmm. going to be responsible for your, what you put in your, in your mouth in the end, mm -hmm. at the end of it, but are there any tips there? No, I think th those are great. Those are fantastic questions because these are common problems, right? So first of all, don't forget, I did this overnight in Rifle, Colorado. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> okay. Town of 10,000 people with two grocery stores, one being Walmart and the other like a city market. Okay. That was my choices 10 years ago. Okay. And yeah. so when you look at this, this is now, this is a choice of, well, okay. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to cook. That's the first step. Batch cooking is very helpful for time saving. I have patients who are in the interior of Alaska 
South Dakota, Wisconsin, um, they're all doing this. But there are some logistical things, such as if you live in places like the interior of Alaska, not even two hours away from the largest city in Alaska, um, you do a lot of frozen vegetables, frozen fruits. These are still beneficial to you. They're still full, chock full of nutrients. They're flash frozen right after harvesting. You're going to get all the same nutrients. You can use canned beans. You can use canned fruits, veggies, whatever. You just want to make sure you try to get low salt, no added oils, things like that. And when you're you're doing that, you're just gonna have to rethink about a few different things. Maybe you can bring in dried beans, you can bring in your grains. So making the food at home is always the optimal. Now, when you're traveling, now I've been to, I went to Uganda for two weeks in rural Uganda and did a medical mission trip. Okay. And we strict, we still continue to eat a whole food plant-based diet. Nice. Um, it was actually easier there because that's what they grew. <laughs> they, had, <laughs> they had a few chickens that laid some eggs, but obviously I wasn't eating that. But other than that, it's a lot of resources to grow an animal to kill once mm-hmm. when I can grow a vegetable or a fruit and it, I can just continue to do that. Right. Um, so when you're in that environment, yes, and it saves money. So what if you do if you go out? Again, it really depends on the situation. You can always eat beforehand. You can bring your own food if it's a social gathering, a family and friends, potluck, whatever. The other situation is I always tell people, you don't always have to eat. (laughs) (laughs) It really is okay to skip a meal unless you're a diabetic on insulin and who needs to eat something. That's a separate issue. But for the majority of us, it's okay. You don't have to eat every single time you go somewhere. And if you do go out to eat, maybe bring up with your social circle saying, can we choose somewhere that we can all, you know, see something, look online, look at the menu options. You know, if you see different things like, oh, well, there's a potato here, some broccoli there. And some of the best plant-based meals I've had have been in steakhouses because they have great vegetables, they have great salads, they have sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll just say, hey, I don't eat any of this. Can you give me this and this? And they're like, yeah, that'd be cool. They're, yeah. They want to serve you. They want you to come back. And yeah. honestly, I've never had any trouble. There are two, there's a, you can't eat this way at certain waffle houses. Um, <laughs> and so there are some places that I just said, well, I guess I'm not eating and then we'll quit that too. Yeah. But you know, what's funny though, the next time you go out with your friends, they'll make sure, cause they feel a little awkward eating in front of you when you don't, cause you're choosing to eat healthier. They're like, yeah. you know, we're going to make a different choice next time. And that's okay too. And what's really funny is you'll go out to eat and you're ordering all these healthy, amazing meals. And people look over, you're like, Ooh, what are you <laughs> eating? And I was like, I mean, she was like, and I'll often been, and I won't have said a word. I will not have said a word about their food. And they're like, so are you saying what I'm eating is unhealthy? I'm like, <laughs> they get so defensive. I know I, I was vegetarian. I wasn't vegan, but I was vegetarian for a good, almost 15 years. Wow. Yeah. And then I, I people will get so defensive. I'm like, I didn't say anything. Eat what you want. I'm like, obviously this is a guilty conscience. I didn't say anything, but since you want to talk about it, let's go at it because <laughs> Hey, no, nothing like fighting about what's healthier than someone who's a doctor talking about a plant-based diet. Let's right. go. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> So I know that, um, I know you can get your protein from beans. Is is there any other source? Yeah. No. So this is a really common question. So let's go back to the origin of protein. Yeah. All protein comes from plants. So the animal that you're consuming actually got their protein from the plants because only plants can take the sun and the nitrogen and make an amino acid, which is the building block of a protein. Mm -hmm. So all we're doing is I say, listen, we're just taking out the middle cow. We're going straight to the source. Now, not that I want you eating grass, but what I want you to do is eating all these amazing sources of plants. They all have protein. Um, You'll eat 
just, you don't have to balance or add different combos. Your, your body takes in the food. Mm -hmm. It breaks down those proteins into the basic components and remakes the proteins that you need. (laughs) So it's not like we eat animal flesh and the proteins just stay the same. They break them down and do the thing. So you can still do that. Um, with plants and your body just has a pool of amino acids that it pulls from. And luckily, you know, it's a pretty simple thing. The, the food is phenomenal and we can get all sorts of fruits and veggies. I really encourage people to try to eat the rainbow, try to eat different colors, because honestly, that is where you're going to get all the different type of phytonutrients or plant nutrients that are oh so healthy for you. Right. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's great information. It makes me curious though, why you always hear, chicken eggs as protein. It's almost like it doesn't exist outside of chicken and eggs. Like what's that all about? Is that a marketing? Uh, uh, You know, you know, I, I honestly, it's quite intriguing to me that now we've reduced the whole food to its components. Like, for example, they think that the only thing that comes with chicken is protein. Well, honestly, there's a lot of fat and, uh, and cholesterol that comes with and, and with eggs and chicken, actually eggs are the highest cholesterol containing food on the world in the world. Um, and so when you start doing that, they're just like saying all fruit is carbs. I'm like, no, fruit is minerals and vitamins and fiber. Mm-hmm. Now that donut you're eating is also carbs, but it's actually probably more fat than carbs. And that's probably why you can't lose weight. Mm-hmm. And it's not, I can guarantee you, I could have, I could feed people for 30 days. It can completely fruit-based diet and they could be type two diabetic and they would get better. Um, and oh, I mean, it's just, oh. and people are so amazed by that. Like, but sugar causes diabetes. Like, no, no, sugar doesn't cause type two diabetes. What causes type two diabetes is saturated fats causing mm-hmm. insulin resistance, which causes the inability to, for the insulin to work and get the sugars out of the bloodstream and into the cells. When you eat a low fat diet, cause that's what a plant-based diet is. If mm-hmm. you remove the oil, cause oil is not a health food either. Which <laughs> to the dismay of many people, um, it's liquid fat. And if you want to, re- if you want to lose weight, remove liquid fat because your body's like liquid fat. I don't even have to break this down. Come on into my fat cells. Seriously. Come on in and we'll be hanging out for a while because there's never, there's never a famine in this world. So, you know, so removing the oil ladies is really important. 120 calories per tablespoon of pure fat. Where do you think it's going? It ain't going anywhere, but to your hips or your belly or wherever you don't want it. So my belly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because everything you just said, it's just, it's making me realize, boy, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Oh, yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yes. Chicken is a lean meat, right? I mean, we- <laughs> no, you know, the other thing they do with chicken to sell it is they actually pump it full of salt water. So the weight is heavier so you can pay more for it. And then you have high salt, you have issues with high blood pressure, heart disease. I mean, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it really has, I mean, if people just actually take the time to go back to the original source of the research, you know, I, I was, I helped start a medical journal on prevention reversal disease. I, I left last year cause I'm with plant-based telehealth. I got <laughs> kind of a little busy, um, but you know, I was, it was such an, a blessing to be just dive into research and reading the articles. And I did that before, but even more so at that, you know, that type of position, but it's just phenomenal to me how someone can take an, a research article twist it so it'll become a headline and then then you're the thing is people are making health decisions based on these bloggers and people who have no clue what they're talking about and then you get all this misinformation and then i get really sick people walking through the door 
because mm-hmm. they heard their friend lost weight with a keto diet, or they did this because of that, or this headline did that. And like, we just throw our hands up. We don't know what to do. I was like, let's call, I call it guru syndrome. We're done with the gurus. Let's just talk about you and yeah. what your body needs. And let me tell you, you're, we're all human. We don't need special diets unless you have allergies to foods. We mm-hmm. still need fiber. We still need plants. Mm-hmm. I don't care what people tell you. You're still a human being, just like every elephant eats the same food, every ape, every fish, mm-hmm. every lion. We're still an animal on this earth and yeah. plants are our optimal food source. Uh. <laughs> well, actually, that that makes me think of something. So how does this affect? Because, you know, I know you have a dog. I have a dog. And I was yeah. thinking. Mm. All of their dog food is made up of, you know, chicken and duck and rabbit and mm-hmm. fill in the blank, yeah. right? And yeah. I mean, they, they seem to be very meat heavy. Like, is it? Right. So dogs are, yeah, dogs have the ability to have some fiber, but they're still more, more carnivorous. It's interesting. I just interviewed um, a veterinarian who's a holistic veterinarian, and we were talking a little bit about that. But mm. the only other animals in the world who are overweight and suffer from diabetes and arthritis and early disease like that are cats and dogs Yeah, because, they, because we live with our humans. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and cats are carnivorous. They are only eating meat. And so, but the, the thing is we're feeding our animals, these processed foods, which are not healthy for them either. And it was really interesting. And I, they told me, I can't release that interview until October 12th when their book comes out, but it was a really intriguing interview i was like all right i'm I, yeah it was really cool but absolutely uh, amazing information but you're right it's still processed and we wonder why our dogs are you know suffering from arthritis and diabetes that's not normal either yeah that's not normal either no you know life should be this you're born you live your lifespan your long healthy lifespan and then you die quick None of us are getting out of this life alive. I'm sure we've all heard that, but the end of life should be very quick. It may, Lord willing that we live a long life, Mm -hmm. but natural causes should be rather quick. It shouldn't be, you know, basically a living death for 20 or 30 years. That is not the way we're meant to be. And how can you live your purposeful life if you're walking around with the crutches of chronic disease, just always bearing down on you? Um, it's just, yeah. it's sad. Yeah. Muddled body, muddled brain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So very, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So, um, if we were to kind of sum this up, what would you give to our listeners as like three key takeaways? Sure. Absolutely. So the, the first three key, I say the first one that I often get people is like, I don't know where to start. Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about that. The first thing you do is think about what in your diet can you, that you already like that's in that whole food, plant-based mm-hmm. range of foods. So that's your fruits, your veggies, your beans, whole grains, nuts, and seeds. What is it that you like and what can you put more of it? So you like, let's say your steamed vegetables or stir fry. Great. Do more of that. Right. So start seeing where you can add in, can like, are you, maybe you just ate oatmeal. Maybe you add in some berries, you know, maybe you can throw in a smoothie instead of a whey protein shake or something and say, create, you know, a really healthy smoothie. So that's just adding in and then look what you can remove that would be easy to remove or replace. Right. So if let's say you make a pizza and it's mm-hmm. meat lovers, pepperoni, whatever, yeah. what can you do to replace that? Right. And it's okay to use these transitional plant-based foods for a period of time, not forever, but for mm-hmm. as you transition and they're yeah. actually pretty good. Um, but you know, 
try to make a more vegetable friendly pizza. Um, maybe you use um, vegan cheese options instead of, you know, other cheeses. Mm-hmm. Um, what else could you do to um, start expanding your taste buds, you know, looking at recipes, maybe you have always liked Indian food, or I grew up in New Mexico. So I'm a love, 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 love Mexican food. Yeah. Um, Tex-Mex, Mexican food, it doesn't matter. If it's got <laughs> chilies in it, I'm on it. You yeah. know, those type of things, what can you do? Start looking at recipes. Mm-hmm. How can you get your kids in the kitchen? Get those food. So getting started is just taking the first steps and understanding there should be a point if you really want to go all in, maybe it's 30 days, maybe it's three weeks, whatever, that you've made those transitions. The next step would be to remove things you don't want to eat out of your house. House is safe. This is your safe space. And I don't care who you are, even if you're me, you put those little, mm, those Girl Scout vegan thin knit cookies in. (laughs) There's not just one gone, there's an entire sleeve gone. Right. So you can't, (laughs) I just don't buy them. I will donate money and walk away. Yeah, I do that too. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I have had my own children like, mom, we can't walk by them. Like, can you go give them the money? Cause they're so cute. I got to buy something. It's like, mom, oh my goodness. So those are the things that you can do is remove what you don't want to consume out of your house. And that has to be the safe space because if if it's right there, you're going to eat it. It's really harder to get in the car, go down and buy it, whatever. You know, it takes a little more effort. Now I do have, obviously people who do that, but it makes yeah. it a little bit harder. Yeah. And then three is what are your goals, right? So just setting down, it's like, what would be the point of doing this? Is it because you want to lose weight, have more energy, you know, just live a healthier lifestyle? Do you want to be a better runner? Do you want to think more clearly, get better sleep? Yeah. Do your loved ones have diabetes or hypertension, you want to be a good example for them. Maybe you want your children to be raised with healthier diets, because I guarantee once they leave home, you ain't got nothing to say because they're going to do what they want. So you better start working on it right now um, because (laughs) you need them to understand and know and feel confident in healthy choices because there's long-term gains. And We've, we've forgotten how to think critically in this nation. It's like, we're just, it's so easy just to go, oh, it's, they're, they're, they're fixing it. It must be fine. I'm just going to eat that or whatever. Like, no, sit down and think about it. What yeah. is actually healthy for you is this unprocessed food. So getting rid of the processed food and just getting started and know that there will be hiccups along the way. Yeah. It's a journey. There's no failures. Learn from them and keep going. Yeah. 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 There's a, there are a lot of things you can do to replace things too. I know that like um, spaghettis, linguinis, all of that. I, yeah. This really, uh, what's it called? Palmini. And it's the, the heart of palm. And oh I, yeah. I use that instead. Yeah. Yep. Or I use like, you know, nice, like portobello mushroom instead a lot to replace mm-hmm. like say fig or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Spaghetti, you know, you spaghetti squash. I do a lot of like lentil walnut and it mm-hmm. makes like a, a meaty crumble. There yeah. are so many things you can do and the food is just so delicious and it doesn't mean you have to walk away from burritos instead put in some delicious, you know, pinto black beans, throw in your guac, your veggies, your cabbages, all your salsa, build it up. And I guarantee you your, your taste buds, those cravings for the sweets, the processes goes away over time. And when you start incorporating your mind, because I tell people, listen, the only reason you have diabetes or chronic disease is this three pound thing between your ears. It's this, this mass of neurons because we're making our brain are making different decisions. If we start making different decisions, we have different outcomes in our life. So literally all you have to do is take that little 
your, your journey is going this way. We move it just a little bit and yeah. you're in a completely different trajectory for the rest of your life. And so I love that. It's just a matter of making just one switch on the dial and it just starts the ripple effect. And it's just so much fun because once you start feeling good and start doing things, you're like, oh man, watch out. <laughs> what a night other sooner. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so before we wrap up here, um, do you have a mantra, an affirmation, daily ritual, something, something that we can kind of pass on to the listener? Yeah, so I will say, you know, what got me through <laughs> um, <laughs> medical school, three little kids, um, <laughs> you know, being active duty towards a duty in the Middle East, those type of things, Mm -hmm. having a grandma that lived with us in medical school with breast cancer. So, I mean, living life, a hard life, just do the hard things. And it's okay to do the hard things and don't be afraid of them. Right. Nobody said you did perfect, but we just don't be afraid to turn towards it, lean into it and get it done. And the sooner you get it done, the easier it is to do the next hard thing. Don't be afraid to say, you know what, today, this is going to be hard, but let's just get it done. And you'll be so glad because you build confidence. And then again, it's like a flywheel, you know, it's like you just start twisting it, twisting and the momentum will start carrying itself and things just get better. So just, it's okay to do the hard things. And that may be switching your, your diet to a plant-based diet and you will not, you will not regret it. You will not regret it. Doesn't sound like it. (laughs) No, I'm so excited. I can't wait. (laughs) I'm telling you my entire life is around this whole, I, why else would I switch my entire career, my life? It would have been much easier just to continue down that path, but there's no way I could hold back the joys of seeing healing with my patients. Absolutely not. Oh, I love it. I love it. This is excellent. So if people want to learn more about you, follow you on social media, listen to your podcast, where it working. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so the, the first one would be plant-based telehealth. So that's plant-based telehealth.com. We have eight doctors right now. We have two more coming on soon. So we're in all 50 States and DC. We see patients internationally as well. And so you're more than happy. We have Spanish speaking. We have French speaking physicians. They're incredible. The, uh, we have one doctor that was a NASA engineer. Okay. (laughs) We have some amazing talent. I mean, the brain trust that I work with every day is just like, Oh, this is just way cool. And my co-founder lost 160 pounds on a public day. So these guys know what they're doing, yeah. right? So um, there's that. And then there's healthyhumanrevolution.com. That's also the name of the podcast I've had for five years. And I interview all sorts of people that honestly, it started out as a place just to kind of highlight the story of patient of people getting better. And I, and I was really curious about behavior change. Like, how were you able to do it? Can I learn from you? Why, how can I help my patients do this? Then it just turned into opportunities to meet awesome people. So then I was like, okay, well, let's just keep this going. And it's, it has been a true blessing. So that's healthy human revolution. And at the website, healthyhumanrevolution.com, there is a thing, if you drop into classes and it'll say Dr. Marvis's foundational classes, there are five free classes, tells you how to go on a plant-based diet in seven days. There's an, one all about for kids. So if you have from oh, yeah. pregnancy through uh, teenagers, I talk about supplements. If you need, I talk about, you know, what you should be looking for, how to get your kids to eat more vegetables. I have a superhero coloring book, you tell them how to get them in the kitchen. And this is coming from a mom who's raised three kids herself. So I get it. I totally get it. And then um, there's other things like how to, how to save time in the kitchen, how to do this on a budget and how to eat mindfully. Cause we okay. really start to be re-engaging and become intuitive eaters 
and understanding when hunger is real and when it's not. And I walk you through that process too. Thank you for listening to the Where Money Meets Soul podcast. We hope you're feeling inspired to take control of your finances, create balance, and live your best life. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and leave a review. And if you know anyone else who would benefit from this content, spread the love by taking a snapshot of this podcast, sharing on social media, and tagging In the Life of Zen. And stay tuned for more from In the Life of Zen. Visit us at inthelifeofzen.com and follow us on social media at In the Life of Zen.